Welcome to Mary Liar Talks, a podcast that discusses mental health and spiritual well-being. Before we jump in, there may be episodes that are particularly sensitive for some listeners. And if that applies, then I hope you'll be able to join me whenever you feel ready and able. Today's episode is on intimidation and bullying at work. And I'm with guest Jesse Gomez an occupational safety and health professional and TEDx speaker. Jessie touches on a challenging experience she went through and its impact on her and how she refuses to be shut down in order to move forward. Let's join in the conversation. Welcome, Jessie. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. Thank you. So we're here to talk about workplace intimidation and bullying. It's something that happens all the time, everywhere. It's commonplace. You know, people are actually resigning, leaving their roles because of this issue. So it's something that we just need to keep talking about because Mm. this is the reality for so many people. I want to start with really just asking you to paint a picture of you as a person for us. So how would colleagues or family or those in your profession, how would they describe you? Because I think it's important for people to know like your character, how strong or fierce you are, because that's how Mm -hmm. I know you. And later on, we can talk about how it affected you, workplace bullying and intimidation. I know you might be humble about it, but give (laughs) us a picture in terms of how people describe you or how you describe yourself. Thank you. Yeah, I think humility is really important, Mm. but I think what is really important as well for people is to know who they are themselves because otherwise you tend to go through life um, in the eye of other people telling you who you are Mm. and even as an adult I have people telling me who I am but I think it's really important to know who you are and and don't be humble about it know know who you are and and have your own boundary so I think definitely I will describe myself as someone really positive Mm-hmm. Um, always keen for discovery, keen for learning. Um, I'm the type of person, if someone comes to me about an idea, I will never be the person who talks you down about something. Mm. I will be always positive about it and will say, let's go with it. Mm. And uh, I think this has come with my education and my upbringing when I've been told that I could do everything I want and mm-hmm. there were no limitation about everything I wanted to do. So I just kept this way of being mm-hmm. from childhood and I took it from adulthood and it's a bit difficult because you know you have adults around you who not dare to dream not dare to to think about doing the next thing not daring about pursuing mm-hmm. the wildest uh, dream and goals mm-hmm. and uh, I did it at the age of 24 I arrived in London I think I met you quite nearly straight away yeah, and yeah. Um, everybody knew me as smiley Jesse basically mm-hmm. and I never really changed until until, you know, sometimes you've got people trying to dime your light and, and trying, but they tried and I'm still here. I'm still yeah, standing and I'm still, and I'm still uh, smiling. So um, this is what I do. That's this great is because that kind of confirms what I would say about you. You're very strong, very fierce, and you've been recognized, been recognized by like, magazines in terms of being the most influential figure in the profession that we're in. Mm-hmm. And then also
also a Best Woman in Health and Safety category in the Women in Construction and Engineering Awards. Yes. So you've got quite a good collection of accolades going, um, <laughs> Jesse. And I'm bringing that out specifically because I want people to be aware of how how strong you are. Like I said earlier, in terms of your personality, your character, how driven you are, especially in terms of your career and how you're able to balance that even with family life and your studies. Like without going into too many details, because I know it might even be sensitive, but in terms of your experience of organisational bullying, tell us about that so we have a bit of background in terms of what happened and how it then impacted you. Yes. So, so, so as you mentioned earlier, I'm an um, occupational health, safety and well-being professional. Mm. So sometimes you go through work thinking like you are the one um, making system and processes in place to protect mm. uh, people in their workplace. And sometimes you are the person who've been hurt in the workplace. Mm. And I think that there's certain category of people in the workplace that are more easily targeted when you are um, a woman or where you're not part of the majority demographic uh, within a workplace or within a society, often you just easily targeted. So I work in, in construction mainly mm. and construction is well known for being really um, yeah, dominated, dominated yeah. Yeah. industry, really, really tough industry due to the nature of the job, you know, mm. the nature of the demand, mm. uh, really tight deadline tight budget and a really high stress. So at one point in my career, I was working in an organization where, uh, and this is not to target a particular organization, but I think that in any organization, there are always uh, certain people who's going to dim the name of the organization by doing things that the organization do not allow to happen. And uh, yes, I had this experience where I was um, adding um, health and safety within a department, brought in without a title and without a raise, which sometimes it could be triggering for men, I think, is not to pitch men against women. But in my case, it was a man who was, was probably intimidated by me being who I am and being the way I am, mm-hmm. it could be triggering for certain people to having a woman who is really have this sense of confidence about mm-hmm. herself, mm-hmm. knowing how to speak, being really confident on her own skin. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it could trigger certain people. And I think this person just got triggered by myself to the right. point that I couldn't speak on meeting. I was supposed to advise this person and I was becoming I couldn't speak. Basically, as soon as I tried to get one word out, this person will be talking over me. Mm. To the point that I think at the beginning, I just didn't notice. But then one day, it just struck my mind when I started having anxiety of having to go to the office. Think about it. You're just thinking, oh my God, I have to, I'm not going to be able to be myself. I'm not going to be to show up and being as confident. I feel diminished. I started losing my confidence and, and at some point I shut down. I just mm. stopped. I and just how, stopped talking. And how long a period was this from when you, you know, you were this confident, outspoken person to then getting anxiety and not speaking? I think, to be honest, 
it's you know when you're a resilient and strong person mm. you don't see things immediately no, yeah. so i think it took few months and mm. after to be honest after nine to twelve months it was confirmed i knew that that person in particular was making me feel a certain way mm. and i knew that they were a problem and uh, you know what is the most difficult it's you think that it's you the problem at the mm. beginning so i took a coach trying to gain confidence mm. and trying to um, being able to handle difficult conversation because mm. I thought this person was difficult mm. or I didn't know how to speak with this person. And then I realized that I had everything. Mm. And I think this is what women need to understand. Mm. We have everything it takes to lead. We have everything it takes to go for the next job. We mm -hmm. have everything it takes to go for our wildest dream, our wildest goal. Uh, we have it already inside us. You have to be careful of sometimes having people talk you down about who you are mm -hmm. and trying to put you down in category and saying, Jesse, you are this type of person. Jesse, you will never do a PhD. Jesse, you will never enter UCL. Yeah, so many people hear those words. You can't, yes. you can't, you'll never. You can't you do yeah. what, what you have to do. Do. Uh, mm. You will never get married. I get married late. You mm. never had children. I had children late. Mm. So, um, whatever people say, just believe you can do it. So, so, was it this coach then, this coaching experience that helped you to get to that point of realization? Definitely, I took right. a coach and I took a woman because I wanted someone to understand what it right. is to work in mm -hmm. a heavily man uh, industry. But something really important, I had mentors as well and right. men mentors. Okay. I think this is yeah. really important. And what I didn't have in a workplace, and I would like to emphasize, it's a sponsor. Someone behind closed door who will say, Jesse is doing a good job. I know Jessie. Mm -hmm. She's deserved this promotion. She deserves this pay rise. Um, you need to find someone who will say, oh, I know how you work and watch for you. Mm -hmm. Because otherwise, I mean, everybody has different goals. But I know that my goal in life is to have uh, my highest and best life as possible. You know, life is short. Mm -hmm. And uh, for me, I, I want to, uh, I'm really ambitious. So for me, it's having uh, challenging things to do and, and trying to challenge myself and learn new things mm -hmm. and learn from my uh, leaders and learn from my manager and learn from my peers as well. Um, but also it could be reversed as well, reverse mentoring and helping someone who is at a lower level who wants to go up as well. So yeah, this is my my experience of uh, of intimidation and, and bullying in a workplace. And I had line manager as well who were like, oh, JC, why would you want to go for the next promotion? You know, it's hard. Right. It's really hard. And mm -hmm. the more you go higher and the more is difficult, you know, I was supposed to say to myself, oh, yes. Oh, yes. oh I think I'm just going to stay for 20 years where I am. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure. not going to try to go for the next opportunity. And I'm not going to try to to have a better paycheck, for example, because I have aspiration. I'd like to travel more. I'd like to do things. Mm -hmm. I have a family. I'd like my children to do things in life. But so, you didn't allow those words to push you back, keep no, you where you be, were. Yeah. Because you have to believe that the higher forces that will help you to get where you want to be. Mm -hmm. And you can't rely on people. That's why I was saying earlier that you need mm -hmm. to know yourself yeah. really well. 
because otherwise other people will talk you down your own dream. And I think it's important to don't share with small mind your greatest ideas, you know, because they won't be able to receive it or appreciate it or support you in that. Yeah, true. So you talked about anxiety and Mm. not talking anymore in the workplace, talked Mm. about self-doubts. Was there any other, like I would say, symptoms that you remember that you had? Heart racing. And I think this is what's coming with uh, anxiety. Anxiety. And I think I really describe on my TEDx what was like for me to, to be in this turmoil where you depress, you're anxious, you hopeless, you just, you know, you can't stay in this job, mm-hmm. but you know that why would you leave your job? Because you didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. Um, and in- why all the sudden you become the woman to destroy just because mm-hmm. you, you speak up, you know? Yeah, you mentioned something really important because from my experience of those in my network who have gone through intimidation in the workplace, they too are very, like what I would call ambitious ambitious individuals. And even though they've been in a toxic environment, Mm -hmm, they are mm -hmm. hearing negative things, getting negative vibes, you know, and being put down. One of the reasons why they don't leave that toxic environment is because they feel that they haven't done anything wrong. And why should they be the ones that are pushed out? Which I think is, it's a very difficult situation to be in because you've got people who will be telling you, leave, you know, you don't need this. It's not helping you. You know, you're struggling it's making you depressed it's becoming traumatic for you and yet they refuse to leave for understandable reasons so is this something you can relate to and what was the advice you were getting from let's just say your support network okay I think every situation is different Mm. and I was fortunate enough that I could afford to leave I mean I couldn't really afford because I just had a child Mm. but I allow myself to say my health was more important Mm. and I was really supported by my husband and I decided that I I leave my job and it was quite brutal because actually I didn't even have time to speak with my husband even though he knew I was going through some challenges for a few years when I quit my job I decided that I'm resigning he was on the spot and he was Mm. on the first day returning from maternity leave Mm. which was quite traumatic So, um, I think for me, I will say for anybody going through this, think about your health first. You just can't stay in this type of environment because it's just going to worsen your Mm. symptom. And I think that you need to trust your body. Your body is going to show you, um, and it's going to behave to stress. Is gonna, is gonna have some physiological effect. And I went through that. And who deserves to have to go through that? You don't deserve. Just go, just find a new job. Just go. There are plenty of organizations out there. Or take legal action as well. But, um, it's not without consequence as well, because it can take many years to have an outcome as well. Mm -hmm. And you will be gaslighted as well. This is something you need to be prepared. It's like if you have this sense of, um, um, you haven't done anything wrong, Mm -hmm. think about going to the court and have to prove everything. So um, mm. it's really crucial that you keep evidence of everything. 
Mm. Because in the workplace, they are really clever. Mm. Everything will be, let's have a chat behind a closed door. Nothing will be in writing. Mm. Just go back to your desk and write everything down. Everything you remember, just writing down and said to the person, as per our conversation, as British people like to say, <laughs> and you just put down everything you remember, mm. every fact, everything, and you build up your case until you get to the courtroom. Mm. Jesse, you're just reminding me how strong, even though you were, yeah, seriously, because like what you're saying is very true and people know that, but even to write something down after, um, let's just call it an encounter, an experience and put it on record and send it to the other person, let's just say a line manager, that's a hard thing to do because number one, that individual is feeling very vulnerable and it's almost like signaling to, let's just say the person who we has been intimidating them that, you know what, I'm putting this on record, you know, and I'm sending this to you. And when you're in such a low place, being very vulnerable and being able to take that step takes a lot. I made the mistakes along the way, but I think with mistakes and experience come learning. And this is why I'm here today, because I learned from what I went through. And Mm. I think I have a lot to uh, share about my experience of uh, bullying, um, harassment, discrimination in the workplace, um, maternity discrimination, and uh, also the fact that you don't get promoted in the workplace mm. as well. Sure. Um, I learned a lot, yeah. So what would you say are the key things that you learn about yourself? What were the key things Jesse learned? Uh, about myself, I learned that I'm extremely resilient. Mm. I learned also that I have limits and I have to know when I reach those limits mm. and take a break and then keep going. Mm. And when you say um, take a break, what does taking yeah. a break look like? Uh, for me, most of the time it is going away, away mm, from so where yeah. I am. Yeah. Right. So for example, um, I live in London, I live mm. in UK. I go away. I go somewhere and, and sometimes what it means is I go on my own. It means that I leave the kids behind and I leave my husband mm. behind because, um, at the end of the day, you know, to be happy, you need to, you need to find your own happiness. Mm. You, you know, to be a good mum, you need to be good to yourself to be a good Mm. wife you have to be good to yourself so Mm. I learned to be good to me because I think that um, if I don't do that to me I don't know who's going to do that I can't Mm. wait for my husband to be good to me he's good to me but I have to um, show him how to treat mm-hmm. me. I have to show people how to treat me. Mm-hmm. So by always like making sure I'm putting myself first and I look after myself, fitness is really important to me, mm-hmm. mental health, having time for me. I mm-hmm. show to my children as well that this is what my version of being a good mom is because for me it's important to be healthy as a parent. You don't want to bring your wound to your children. You mm-hmm. want to be you, you, you want to show that, oh, mommy is going to exercise. My daughter mm. see me leaving and said, oh, oh, she's going to exercise. And she knows it's important to look after yourself. So I like that. So you've, you've talked about what you learned about yourself is about being strong, having limits. Boundaries as well. I right, think it's really important. Okay. If you don't show to people how to treat you, they will always step over mm. your boundaries. And I think boundaries is something you have to put on in any relationship mm-hmm. with your friends, but also at work, principally at work. Because then, um, for example, you can easily get 
to a point that you you can't say to people, hold on one second, you gave me that to do two days ago and uh, you said it's a priority and now you're asking me to do this. What is a priority for mm. today? Because I can't do everything and I know some people will get anxious and we won't say anything mm. and will be sucked in trying to squeeze everything and, and mm. not being able to say, hold on one second, I just can't do all of this. Mm. And it certainly was important for you to have those boundaries and lay yeah, those boundaries. So I think down. set up your mm. boundaries and, and know your limit because otherwise this is could deal to frustration, mm-hmm. uh, anxieties, mm-hmm. being depressed, hopeless, and thinking that you're in a wrong place. But sometimes it's all about you trying to work with what you have as well and mm-hmm. trying to say, okay, this is the way you were treating me. Let me show you now how I want to be treated. And mm-hmm. from today on, um, if you have something to give it to me, you, you give to me the, the time scale. What is the time uh, frame around this work you're asking me to do because I have already this and this to do. So it's having that conversation um, and making it clear. And you have to know yourself mm. to be able to set up these boundaries. And I think yeah. you'd also need to grow in yourself, you know, to be able to do that. It, yeah, because that might not be natural to some people. Yes. And it come also with age. Um, mm, the too. approaching to her 40s, Jesse is not mm. the same of the mid-20s mm. uh, Jesse that arrive in in UK. Um, obviously, I wasn't that confident when I arrived. Mm. I couldn't even speak English. So mm. definitely you don't, you don't hold yourself tall when you just can't speak the language and you don't sure. understand and what people are saying to you. Yeah. So obviously my confidence came with years. So I said to people, don't don't compare your chapter one with someone chapter eight because mm-hmm. I've got over 15 years under my belt as yeah. well. Yeah. So um, take take time and build up and have a plan because I often um, said to myself, and when I was 25, I will be working with this man, these men who will be in their fifties and they will be always saying, I have 25 years experience. And I will be always thinking, damn, I will never be taken seriously until I get to this 25 years experience, which is like, it's a long, long time and I'm still not there yet. Just do the work. Just do the work. What would you say to people who have a loved one? They have, for example, a friend or a spouse or maybe a child who's going through this in the workplace. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What would you advise them to do to support that individual based on the support that you received at the time from your friends, from your support network or not? What would you be able to advise them? Yeah, I think what is really difficult is sometimes someone going through a challenging time will tempt to isolate themselves so isolation is a result of this Mm -hmm. but um, if you really close in an inner circle is trying to get the person out of her environment out of uh, what's going on and give them space also to speak about it if they want to and be really candid and uh, respectful about it and also ask them what do you want me to do do you want me to listen or do you want me to say something you know because sometimes you just want someone to listen and don't have to comment, I think. So just just be there and give them the option and say, I'm here Mm -hmm. for you if you need to speak because um, it could be really isolating and um, sometimes people will go and reach to you, you know. Yes. And I remember myself going and reaching to some people who never come back to me. Right. And to this day, I remember mm. that when I was at my lowest, 
I reached out to you. And they weren't you, you just didn't reply. Didn't even mm -hmm. acknowledge my message. If someone reached out to you once and didn't come back after, ju just go to them and say, I'm here. I'm here. If you need to speak, I'm here. If you need to go for a walk, I think uh, this type of things really helped me to go for walks, do different things. Um, and also if you have this option to get out of uh, your workplace environment, Um, just, just do it. Yeah, be there for the person. Thank you so much, Jesse, um, for all those nuggets. You know, there was a lot in there for people to be able to digest, including myself. So, thanks so much for sharing your experience and being so candid in terms of what you went through and with the advice that you're giving people, really. And for everyone Thank who's you. listening, thanks for joining me, and hope to see you soon. Here's a spiritual wellness tip that you can meditate on. It's Romans chapter 8 verse 28 and it reads, And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. Thank you for listening. Do follow and join me again next time on Mary Liar Talks beyond the smile.